Hello, my friends, and welcome back. We are going to be chatting today about self-care and really more from a non-traditional sense and in an affordable way. I think that self-care is something that has been misconstrued to mean luxury, to mean elegance, to mean getting your nails done, to going for massages, to going on elaborate vacations. And while those can be forms of self-care, I just want to present a different perspective of self-care that you can do on a daily basis because it's something that is actually manageable and things that can fit into your day regardless of the cost, regardless of how much time that you have. So with that said, I want to talk a little bit about why this is so important. Why as a health and fitness coach am I talking about self-care? Why does it matter? Why do I feel the need to come and share this conversation with you today? And I want you to know that your well-being from a holistic perspective is dependent on your self-care on the way that you treat yourself, the way that you take care of yourself, the time that you take out of the day just for you. That is going to be extremely impactful in terms of the results that you will see on a health and fitness journey. If we are able to create and cultivate this self-awareness and this self-care practice, that is going to make it so much easier for you to maintain a health and fitness journey that feels good to you. So that's how these two things overlap. What's really important also to mention is that stress is something that can negatively impact weight loss, can negatively impact your health, can negatively impact your hormones. Stress can play such an integral role in the way that the body functions and the results that we see throughout this process. And so as a coach, as a health and fitness coach, something that I work a lot with my clients on is really getting to this place of being able to manage stress. It's not a matter of getting rid of stress. It's just a matter of when stress pops up, how am I sitting with it? How am I being with it? How am I able to manage it? Or even better, we're going to talk a little bit about maybe how to better set yourself up to be proactive about stress management. So when we're thinking about this, I think a lot of us have had experiences where stress management was something that was reactive for us. What I mean by that is reactive as in something happens to you that made you stress or stressed out. And then you felt this need to go for a massage, to take care of yourself, to go get your nails done. But it's almost like an after the fact thought, right? We wouldn't have done it beforehand because it wasn't needed until we got to this place of excessive stress or burnout. So what I'm going to talk to you today about is really more of the proactive things that we can do. So the things that happen before stress even comes along. What are some things that we can do to set ourselves up so that way when stressful situations do come along, we feel better equipped to handle them. We feel as though we have the strength and the stamina to get through those stressful events. Now, that's not to say that there are not going to be events that are going to come out of the blue that are going to be so stressful that you don't know what to do with them. That is still going to happen. But what this does is it's going to prevent those really day-to-day stressors and make things just more manageable for you in general. Now, I'm going to give you a bunch of different ideas, but I also want you to come back to this idea that any way that you manage stress or perform self-care is going to be extremely dependent on you and your personality and your interest and your likes. So what I'm going to give you here is a 
15 different ideas. But ultimately, you know what lights you up. You know what makes you happy. And I want you to be doing and making space for those activities. So with that said, if you are somebody who's maybe like struggling and racking your brain of like, I don't really know what self-care even looks like for me, I want you to go back to your childhood. And I want you to think of the things that brought you joy as a child. We experience so much joy and so much pleasure and play throughout our childhood. And then as we become adults, we kind of let go of a lot of that because, you know, we have responsibilities. We have things that we need to do. We have jobs we need to care to. We have families we need to take care of. Like there are so many things that get in the way of that. But I want to invite you to reconnect with yourself and to start to discover the things that maybe as a child you can incorporate as an adult. So really great example of this is if you were a child who really liked to draw something that really made you happy and was just a good activity for you was drawing or painting or something artistic. I want you to incorporate more of that. It doesn't have to be like this. I don't need to set up a whole art studio. I don't need to buy every paint color there is, right? But just something really simple that you can do to help promote self-care and stress management. For me, I was not artistic as a child. I am not artistic to this day. I'm creative in other ways, just not from a form of drawing or making anything. Can barely draw a stick figure. Like, it's pathetic. But (laughs) something that makes me really happy as a child and something that I spent a lot of time doing was, one, being outside, and two, playing sports. So as of the last couple of years, I've really focused on incorporating more activities that involve being outside, like going for walks, getting out in nature, going on hikes, things like that, as well as getting involved in sports again. I now play in a volleyball league. It's a co-ed league. It is so much fun and just lights me up. I forgot how much I enjoy that. So for me, that's something that's very proactive from a stress management perspective and absolutely a form of self-care for me. So without further ado, let's talk about our 15 different ways that you can incorporate self-care. Number one, breathing and or meditation and or prayer. Your breath is so incredibly powerful. It never ceases to amaze me how even just taking a deep breath, we're going to do one together. Just how much that helps me slow down, how much that helps me tune into my body, how much that helps me bring myself back into the present moment, something that we do not do enough of. So as you can throughout your day, being intentional with your breath. We take such short breaths throughout a daily basis, but we never really stop and take that full deep breath. And when we can do that, it just feels different. It just hits different. Like, trust me, if you just took that deep breath with me, it feels so good. So breathing is one awesome thing that you can do and so simple. So simple. You can do this at your desk while you're at work. You can do this while you're waiting in the carpool line with kids. You can do this if you're on a meeting. You could still mute yourself and take a deep breath if that's what you really need, right? Just a really great way to regulate our nervous system. So incorporating breath work can be very important. And tying into that is both meditation and prayer. I kind of use those two terms interchangeably. If you are someone who is religious, who enjoys praying, that's basically meditating. If you are somebody that does not, enjoy religion and maybe you're just more in that spiritual category, meditation is a similar concept, right? Just being able to be with your thoughts and allow those thoughts to come and allow those thoughts to go, right? We're not trying to change the thoughts. We are just letting them be and kind of floating along. So meditation, breathwork, prayer, really, really helpful. That's one. 
Two, moving your body is something that can be so helpful for just increasing energy. We all know that feeling of of endorphins and, and feeling good after a workout and how that really just kind of resets our whole day. And so moving your body, whether that's going outside for a walk or yoga or working out in terms of strength training or going to a gym class or a group fitness class, whatever that looks like for you, just moving your body is a form of self-care. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably like, all right, but I'm already doing that. Well, I want you to change your frame of reference, change your perspective on what this is for you. Because yes, maybe it is something that you need to check the box on. Maybe it's something that you just go in and check the box on the workout. It's nothing fabulous, but you're still doing it. I want you to reframe that perspective and realize that these activities that you're doing for yourself from a health and fitness perspective are forms of self-care. Moving your body is taking care of you, is taking care of yourself, self-care. So moving your body, number two. Number three, working out, right? Working out, this can be a more intricate workout. Like I said, this can be something that is a little bit more thought out, planned out, or this could just be like some organic movement of some sort that you need. Like even just being able to give your body a shake or dancing or being able to incorporate movement or workout in any way can be very helpful. Taking a nap. I know that this one is probably not realistic for most of us, but we, if possible, should incorporate a form of a nap. If you are somebody who had a bad night's sleep, if you are somebody who's not getting enough sleep at night, if you're a parent to a young child, trying to incorporate naps can be very helpful for your sleep schedule. And it might be like, oh, well, I don't have time for that, right? But if you work from home and you are able to take some time away from your desk and just even close your eyes. It doesn't have to be a full-blown nap, but stepping away from the computer and closing your eyes, even for a couple of minutes, can be incredibly impactful for the rest of your day and the energy that you are able to find after that. When I'm talking about these naps throughout the day too, I'm not talking about like a two-hour nap. I typically do not recommend that for clients. I would recommend probably a power nap, right? So like 20, 30 minutes max and allowing your body to not really fall into that like deep, deep sleep because that can be hard to get out of. And that's why you might wake up feeling groggy if you had a two-hour nap versus a, a power nap. But allowing yourself to recharge, take some time away, take a breath, and rest, okay? Next one is actually rest and doing nothing. I know this one sounds so hard and it's so hard for me too, but it's something that I have found so much joy in as of recently. And it's just allowed me to slow down and be more intentional, more present throughout my day. But there are pockets of my day where I don't have anything planned. And that's intentional because when we're constantly planning things, one thing after the next and going, 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 it's going to really be super taxing on both the body and the mind. We weren't designed to be going, going, going all of the time, especially as women, especially women with a hormonal menstrual cycle that is going to be fluctuating and your energy is not designed as it is for a male who can go, 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 go. We were not designed to live that way, to be that way. We need to honor our bodies and how they feel and what they need in those moments. And so often or sometimes that can look like taking rest and Again, we don't want to fill that rest with things to do and just more things. We want to fill that rest with intentional space and rest for ourselves, okay? AKA doing nothing. 
I know it's hard. It's hard, but I believe in you. You can do it. The next one I want to talk about is cooking a healthy meal for yourself. So this is something that I believe is a true form of self-care to be able to provide your body with nutrients, to provide your body with a meal that it needs, to allow yourself the space and create a little pocket of time for you to prepare something that is going to be really helpful for energy digestion, overall just how you feel throughout your day. So taking and setting aside time for cooking yourself a healthy meal is an absolutely beautiful way to practice self-care and to honor your body. So I highly recommend if this is not something that you're doing, it doesn't have to be on a daily basis. This is where really meal prepping and batch cooking can come into play. So it doesn't have to be every single day, but being able to provide your body with the nutrients that it needs and being intentional as to what does go into your body and the foods that feel best for your body can be extremely beautiful form of self-care. So I encourage you, if you're not already taking time out of your week or your day to maybe prepare something for you and your family or to even just sit down and enjoy a healthy meal, maybe you're not the one preparing it, but being able to actually sit down and enjoy it is really helpful. And to tackle onto that, the next one that we're going to talk about is eating mindfully and slowly. So something that I see often in our culture is distracted eating, right? Maybe we're eating at our desk while we're working. Maybe we're actually just skipping meals because we don't have time for it. Maybe we are standing up and eating while we're getting the kids dinner ready or whatnot and not actually making it an experience for yourself. So I want to encourage you to both sit down and remove as many possible distractions as you can to actually enjoy your meal. Because when we are able to eat slower, when we are able to be with that meal experience, we often feel more satiated as a result of that. And it helps promote better digestion and helps us really, the body absorb the nutrients that it needs. And so this is a very helpful one if you maybe struggle with digestive issues, if you feel like you're hungry all the time, maybe you're just not actually giving that meal and that food the attention that it deserves. So this is absolutely a great form of self-care to practice and kind of coincides with cooking yourself a healthy meal. The next one we're going to chat about is reading. So I am a huge advocate for reading, both nonfiction and fiction, but really from this form of self-care, I think that you could spin it both ways. I was somebody that always read personal development books and was just so into self-help and learning and learning, and especially for my job in health and fitness, I always want to be up on the latest trend. So I'm always you know, reading research or reading books and while that's great, I also like to spend time reading fiction. Now, this is something that I hadn't done for probably the past, I don't know, probably since high school when there was no time to ever read. But I remember as a child, something that I really loved to do was read books. And then when I got to school, it was like, there's too much to read. Like, there's no way I'm going to just read for fun. I know that people can definitely relate to this. Maybe you read a lot for your work and it's like hard to read. So I totally get that. But Reading fiction has just opened up this door for me in terms of what a beautiful, easy, simple way to step away from the world, use my imagination, and slow down. So this has been something that I have been incorporating from a self-care perspective, and it's helped me just really feel calm and peaceful. Right now, I do a little bit of nonfiction reading in the morning, and then at night, before I go to bed, 
what helps me relax and decompress from the day is reading my fiction book. So really, really helpful if you are looking to incorporate reading, if that's something that you used to enjoy, or maybe you haven't really read a lot before, I would encourage you to give it a shot. It's so fun, especially when you find a really good book or a series that you can read. I'm currently reading A Court of Thorns and Roses, that series. And it is absolutely phenomenal. I'm on the last book and I'm already planning to read all of her other series. So I'll be busy for the next few months, but I would love to give you any book recommendations depending on what you enjoy. That book that I just mentioned is science fiction fantasy. So a little bit obscure, but that's the beauty of it is I really get to use my imagination and step out of my own life. So I'm a big fan of that. The next one kind of coincides with reading as well, but creating a morning and evening routine. So, so often I see with clients, they kind of are just hopping directly into their day, like going from literally sleeping to taking care of the kids or to literally rolling out of bed and sitting at their desk and starting work. And so I want you to put a little bit of separation between those two things. I want you to incorporate a some form of a morning routine. And I'm talking about something that is just a few minutes for you to be with yourself, for you to set your intention for the day, for you to do a couple of things that help you feel regulated before you jump into your work day. Okay. We're going to do the same thing in the evening, right? Before you go to bed, we want to prepare the body and let the body know that we are going to bed. We are preparing for rest. If the body goes from just working and being super stimulated, whether that's through television or through work because you can't put it down, the body needs to have that separation. We need to have something that's going to allow us to decompress for the day before we start to get ready for bed. So really, that can look like whatever that needs to look like for you. But I would recommend it being something that, again, prepares your body for the sleep that's coming. So helps you relax, right? For some people, that might look like taking a warm bath or a shower. For myself, again, that looks like reading. That's what I do to prepare my body for rest. But I also do love to watch a quick, you know, TV show of something that we're currently watching right now. It's Gilmore Girls, big fan. So we'll do that. And then I'll prepare my body with reading next. So it's like this nice little progression of like slowly calming myself down. It can be lighting a candle for you. It can be drinking a hot cup of tea, whatever that looks like for you. Just being able to separate yourself and to prepare the body for rest is going to prepare you for a better night's sleep, which is important. Obviously, we know how important sleep is for our bodies. And then in the other side of things in the morning, that's just preparing you to embark on your day, to have a good day, to set the tone for the day. So just a couple of ideas from that perspective. Next one, something I know that a lot of people skimp on, and sometimes I can skimp too on this, especially during the winter when it's colder, but drinking enough water, I cannot harp this enough. The goal for you should be roughly about half of your body weight in ounces. That's just a general recommendation for most people. So really important that we're drinking water. Another really great one that I utilize all the time is going for a walk. So this is something that allows me to disconnect, to reconnect to nature, to be outside, to breathe fresh air, to be in sunlight. Not always. It's not always sunny here, but to allow that sunlight and vitamin D to hit my skin, to feel that on my body just feels amazing. And that is an easy way, very much accessible to just step outside, right? Maybe it's just 
going outside barefoot, planting your feet into the ground, taking a few breaths out there. Maybe it is going for a longer walk. Maybe it's going for a two, five, 10 minute walk. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It's just something that allows you to get outside and to feel good in your body. And walking is so important because it's known as a parasympathetic activity, which means that it calms the body down. So if you find yourself getting really stressed out, whether it's related to work or maybe it's related to food, one of the best things that you can do is take yourself out of that situation and just go get a fresh perspective. Stepping outside, going for a walk does just that. Love that form of self-care. It's something that I do on a daily basis and something that I have been challenging myself to go and to really be present as I'm walking in nature and to look around me and to see all of the world around me, something that we don't do enough of. So that I'm a big fan of. Listening to a podcast or music. So again, we could talk about podcasts from a self-help perspective and a learning perspective, or we can also talk about podcasting from an enjoyment perspective, from an entertainment perspective. But either way, listening to music, can be very therapeutic for a lot of people. Listening to a podcast can be entertaining and enjoyable for a lot of people. So that to me is one of my favorite forms of self-care. I do both of those things. Music has always been something that has really been there for me. And I'm a huge music fan. It is something that I utilize to process, to regulate my emotions. It is something that I consider so near and dear to my heart. But likewise with podcasts, that's another thing that I really do turn to in terms of support and guidance and hearing other people's stories and feeling like I'm not alone. There are so many times when I listen to a podcast and I'm like, wow, okay, I'm not crazy. You know, like so-and-so is going through the same thing, right? And I hope that you guys can feel that through this podcast as well, but that's a whole nother topic. So listening to a podcast or music, Watching your favorite TV show or movie. So I alluded to this earlier. We're currently watching Gilmore Girls. Big fan of this. But any sort of show that brings you comfort or it's Bravo TV or it's, you know, whatever that is for you. Like, I don't know. People call it a guilty pleasure. But I think that if it makes you happy and it lessens your load and it helps you kind of feel relieved and a little bit calmer, then great. Let's do that, right? So some of us have favorite movies, favorite TV shows. So incorporating some of that can be really great. Taking a yoga class. So you all know I'm in my yoga teacher training right now. And obviously yoga is top of mind for me. But I also think that yoga is just so empowering because you're able to move your breath with movement. And those two things coupled together can be so awesome for creating awareness in your body and just feeling good in your skin and in your body. Um, so I'm a big fan of that. I love getting a good sweat on in a warm yoga class, not too hot. I'm very sensitive to heat, but <laughs> something that just feels like I'm able to pay attention to my body and feel good as I move throughout that is just a beautiful practice to be had. And yes, this one costs money, but I think that this is something that can be really helpful for stress management, for self-care, for taking care of your body. And again, pretty accessible. If you want to pop into a yoga class, most places you can do a drop-in class and just pay for the class. But huge fan of that if that's something that you enjoy practicing. Going for a solo coffee date. You guys know this about me too. I post this a lot on my Instagram, but I love going for coffee. Coffee is a love language for me for sure. And something about going out to a coffee shop and being able to either work there or even just enjoy the coffee, enjoy the environment around me. 
whatever that looks like, that for me is a form of self-care. And even though the coffee costs like five or $6, which is just absurd, it's worth it. It's worth it because it's a peace of mind for me. It's an experience for me. It's something that I love. And I highly encourage if that's accessible to you, being able to sit in the coffee shop and really be part of that and enjoy, sip your coffee slowly, look around you or work on what you need to work on and be just surrounded by other people. It's a really nice environment, especially as someone who does work from home. It's nice to be out and around other people. Last one that I have as self-care is connecting with a loved one. We all know that there are those people in our lives that you can be yourself with, you can feel like you're relaxing with, you can feel like you don't have to put on a show, you can feel like it just feels nice to be in their presence and is very rejuvenating for you. For me, that's my husband, Will. I love just hanging out together doing nothing <laughs> because it is a form of self-care for me. But also I love being around my parents. I love spending time with them. That's something that does bring me joy and rejuvenates me and I consider a form of self-care. So if you are able to and have people in your life that you would like to spend time with, spend more time with them. That is self-care. You don't have to do this practice alone. You can invite other people to join you. You can invite other people to join you in any of the things that we talked about here, right? Whether that's breath work or moving your body or cooking or reading, right? There's so many ways that we can integrate other people too if it's something that you know you want to you want to explore with others. But I hope that this episode really set you up for success in terms of how to make self-care more accessible, more affordable, and things that you can pull into your day-to-day -day without it being something that breaks the bank or you need to totally change up your entire lifestyle, but instead just little things that you can plug into your day. So I hope you guys find this helpful and I can't wait to hear what you think. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this episode. I know that life can be really crazy. And so the fact that you even set aside a few minutes to spend some time with me just means so much to me. If you're wondering how this episode applies to your life or any questions or follow-ups that you have in general, please feel free to let me know. There is a form that you can fill out in the description of this episode that will allow us to connect via email and just have a conversation as to what you are struggling with and where you need support. So if that's something you're interested in, you can find that in the description and I look forward to chatting with you soon. Mm -hmm.